Hi, this is Amit. And this is Akhila. Welcome to the Indian Music Charts podcast. This is a show where we look at the weekly music charts on Spotify and make it our springboard for a larger discussion about the music industry. We discuss listener trends, what it says about the industry and where it might be heading, and occasionally we'll also share our two cents. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so don't forget to hit follow and the bell icon to be notified. So we are officially into season 2 after a short break. This new format has been shaped by our listener feedback. We heard that most of you tune in for the discussion segment, so we're making more room for that. Another challenge we faced with the old format was the top 10 tracks tend to be very static for a very long period of time. So instead, we are going to be focusing on highlight tracks that catch our attention. And to start with, we want to introduce you to this week's big mover called Shape. It's by an artist called Kaka. It's actually four months old, but it has entered the charts now, presumably because, you know, short format might have picked it up. Uh, it's also doing really well on YouTube. Yeah, and this particular track, uh, you know, has uh, basically, it's a new hit from Kaka, who's a fairly popular Punjabi pop artist. Uh, and again, you know, it was released a while ago, like you said, but it's it's on the Spotify viral songs chart, which it debuted on just two weeks ago. So obviously this recent uptick, on short format is what's uh, driving it up so way. You actually watched the music video for it, right? I did. I will say regrettably so. It's a bit strange to be honest. So like some of the lyrics go like, you know, when it's your chest day, it's my best day. When it's your leg day, it's my peg day. Wow. And a lot of this is actually happening in a gym and they have these random close-up shots of like, you know, uh, the female models like, you know, rear end, front end, but then they also want to be respectful. So they blur it out, but which actually brings more attention to the fact that that's what they're focusing yeah. on. So it's a, yeah, like uh, musically it sounds fun, but yeah, once you get into what's actually going on, it's a bit like, hmm, why is this going on? Yeah, it kind of sounds like uh, an attempt to make a desi version of Shape of You, but uh, no wonder it's doing slightly better on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> What about the other highlight tracks for this week? Another of this week's highlight tracks is a new peak for O Bedar Dea from Tujuti Mein Mahkar. It moves up from number three to number two. This makes it actually the highest ranked song from this movie, which has had a few other hits that we've spoken about in the past. And it just goes to prove that, you know, you can have up-tempo Arjit, but it's sad love uh, Arjit that everybody likes the most. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, yeah, so no surprises, I guess. Like, I mean... Sarijit is the best form of Arijit. But actually, this brings me to the two tracks that is actually going to inspire the discussion for this week. And, you know, you pointed out that number six, which is the highest new entry, which is also a re-entry, which is Kali Kali by Madhu Sharma. And the number one track, Kahani Suno by Kefi Khalil. They went AWOL, right, on the charts for almost a week or a couple of days. What was it? Like, what happened? Yeah. There? So basically, they these both have slightly different stories. So I'm going to give a slightly wrong introduction to the, uh, you know, the main discussion of the week. At number six is a re-entry for Kali Kali's Udpoke by Madhur Sharma, the lo-fi version. And this song actually went AWOL from the charts for a week. Uh, it wasn't on last week's uh, weekly chart. And I tried to do some detective work and figure out why it disappeared. I mean, I normally reach out to Spotify, but today we're actually recording this podcast on a holiday uh, 
and it's a long weekend so obviously they i mean they won't be able to get back but i pretty much figured out that the reason why this song has disappeared is that it switched labels so the original which we've been talking about quite a, for quite a few weeks right now uh has been independently released it has been distributed through believe and uh, the the song that's at number 6 this week actually has there's a difference in the artwork there's a logo added to it and the logo is of t series which leads me to believe that t series has acquired this song and uh because of some technicality now that because the label or the distributor has changed the song actually had to be removed from the from the chart i mean from from spotify and then reuploaded which kind of makes it this kind of strange thing right now because actually if you go to spotify's charts and you know there's a little button that you can click to see some more information about each of the songs it shows that the release date of the uh, the song is march 2023 uh, but its date of first entry is september 2022 which of course doesn't make sense but this is the yeah. reason why it's yeah. happened unless someone made a time machine yeah well uh, anyway uh, this song is returning to its peak so now that basically disappeared for technical reasons but the song at number 1 kahani so no disappeared for a couple of days uh for less you know technical reasons and more worrying reasons uh now you know every time we take a little break something happens on the chart as you know <laughs> yeah and what happened this time was that uh on april 15th and 16th kahani sunu disappeared from spotify chart and what was weird was that even though it disappeared from chart it was actually still available to stream on the platform so it wasn't like the case of apna banale which as we have told you has disappeared from spotify entirely but what happened essentially is that a label calling itself t series mashup which apparently has nothing to do with t series uploaded a version which actually showed up under the charts for the song on the charts page so i think kahani suno has essentially been you know it has been either number 1 or number 2 on the daily chart as well uh and on the weekly chart for the past few weeks and like i said if you click on there's a little button that you can click to see more information about each of the songs and it shows you the label under which uh song has released as, as well as things like the date of first entry and the release date etc and this started showing t series mashup now this is a label that that does not exist so essentially what happened was that spotify obviously figured this out and this is probably i think on april 14th to 13th or whenever and then decided to remove it mm. uh because obviously this was some mislabeling uh not that the original wasn't available luckily for them what they did was uh and i mean luckily for kafi khalil i should say was that because the song was still on the platform when they published the weekly chart which is what we talk about and not the daily chart they didn't they counted the streams that the song had even though it didn't reflect on the actual daily chart i know this is sounding a bit confusing and complicated but hear me out so essentially the day remember we're talking about last week's chart uh this song had about 4.9 million streams last week mm-hmm. for the week and for those five days that it wasn't the daily chart it had about 3.5 million streams which means that it got an average about 1.4 million streams over those two days it was missing which is about 7.13 lakhs which are actually more than the 6.65 lakhs that streams that manmay jan got on the days that kahani suno was missing and was the number one song on those two particular days remember manmay mm. jan moved up to number one because 
कहानी सुनो डिसअपेयर बट टेक्निकली कहानी सुनो हैड मोर स्ट्रीम्स सो स्पॉटिफाई सो व्हाट स्पॉटिफाई डिड वाज दे डिडंट डिस्काउंट दोस टू यू नो द डेज दैट वेयर इट डिडंट शो अप ऑन द डेली चार्ट दे काउंटेड द एक्चुअल स्ट्रीम्स बिकॉज़ दे ऑब्वियसली हैड एक्सेस टू दैट बिकॉज़ सॉन्ग वाज स्टिल ऑन द प्लेटफार्म एंड दे टोटल अप द एंटायर स्ट्रीम्स and happily this week it's been there for the entire week and this week the streams have actually gone up from 4.9 million to 5.1 uh now why did this happen it happened because of something known as industry bugbear called streaming fraud now what hmm. whoever these guys that is the topic yeah so whoever run uh tcv's mashup or obviously trying to make some money illegally and put up a version of this song and you know uh but uh you know because actually the song is distributed by uh, capital leaders use distrocrate to put it out so there is no label involvement um, mm. and you can also tell this because there is no logo next to the yeah. song so yeah so this is a phenomenon that you know is pretty worrying but uh, it happens actually on youtube all the time and we'll get into mm. it a little more detail but like you know as somebody who's worked at dst is this something that you've been faced you have faced in the past Yeah and you know the thing is like streaming fraud is not something that's you know discussed very widely you know at conferences and things like that but you know it is actually uh, fairly rampant okay and like most dsps do get these sort of takedowns you know almost on a weekly basis where someone has you know uploaded something incorrectly or they've taken a version that belongs to someone else and they might be uploading it also there's a another reason why this might happen is obviously like you said when maybe a distributor changes that's different so then you get a takedown but like um you know it is fairly common and the thing is uh streaming fraud is actually pretty nuanced right there are a few types this is one type of fraud where someone was impersonating another artist obviously in this case like trying to act as though they are the right owner to put up this content uh so that's obviously an imposter situation but i have also had to face a situation where um so context was we had partnered with ultra bali and we were doing these giveaways where like two people could actually go to the festival and mm. you know uh, experience the whole thing all expense paid and um, the sort of contest mechanism that we had put together was you had to make a playlist for this festival and mm. you know whichever playlist gets streamed the most that person will you know get the you know experience and you know we started noticing really strange activities where like unnatural amount of streams were coming on a few mm. playlists right and it, it was like almost impossible because these accounts were streaming 24 hours and no human actually mm. streams like that yeah. and so this also was a great lesson for us to not do incentivized contests for like you know mm-hmm. the more you stream the more you win because it's very very easy to rig these systems right and there are few ways in which people are doing it um mm-hmm. so one side is you can use bots uh, in this situation it was a case of bots and it was immediately detected and you know those accounts were suspended but another way which gets more difficult to actually catch is actually these click farms right which is also very rampant in other forms of um, you know digital media where you know they keep sending traffic to a particular website to just show that it's doing really well to improve seo value but these are actually real humans right and typically these will be you know in um, a country where labor is cheap and you'll have a group of these individuals whose only job is to make social media accounts actually sign into the service and actually sit and stream and yeah so these are a few different ways that you know streaming fraud does happen these are a few ways that i'm aware of i'm there might be more to be honest since uh, all of this happened 
but uh, these do get detected fairly easily especially when it's automated so of course the most common form of streaming fraud is impersonation and you know this like i said is most common on youtube you know you talked about you know cheap labor in countries and like uh, people where they run these streaming farms we've heard about of course you know uh, the whole youtube of buying buying streams on youtube right we, we that's something yeah. we've covered quite extensively where we've had artists kind of break records by you know <laughs> like uh, you know having essentially yeah. these which is something you can only do on youtube you still can't do it on the dsp and i say you yeah, still but, can't meaning you never know like these are all ad products I and mean, they can be created yeah so so that's kind of like an official way it's like an illegal i mean it's not illegal it's like a it's legal not, but it's, unofficial it's, like, it's, it's, it's kind it's of morally like, gray that's what it is exactly it's morally gray where essentially you can hire people to do this and it will up your uh, stream count but like as i have spoken in the past you know, you know on the charts it doesn't make a difference and youtube when it comes to the records and things they'll only count the official streams mm. so it's uh, that's as we said youtube having stake and having it too but you know i actually uh, at some point i think last year i started you know because i pay close attention to the charts i started noticing that on especially for india on youtube i'd find that i you know i'd look at the top 100 videos and i'd see like there were these many videos that would say video no longer available mm-hmm. and i'd wonder like what does this mean and why is this happening so of course i did my own research and then i also reached out to youtube to find out and essentially what was happening is that at some point in fact uh, over the last few years since uh, youtube started running charts in india uh, it would i think its management system could not detect an official channel from an unofficial channel mm-hmm. so basically whatever was the most streamed uh, track would get ranked on the charts uh, is, but what would happen subsequently was that somebody would realize that you know this is a this is a fake channel or an unofficial channel and then remove that video so the following week that video would just disappear so a song right. that was say number like uh, a video that was say number like 10 would suddenly drop to number uh, whatever 50 and it would say a uh, video no longer available and then you couldn't like you you wouldn't know what it is because for then all the charts would just show video mm-hmm. no longer available so i started actually screenshotting the charts to find out <laughs> like if they uh, you know let me find out what these songs are and then i realized that these were all like you know and they usually were bollywood they were mm-hmm. usually bollywood channels that like would have very generic names uh, and you couldn't really really like tell whether it's an official channel because like it would be something like you know and and the actually the 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 labels themselves don't make it easy like for instance tips oh, i think mean? runs yeah like for instance say a label like tips right it will have like an official channel uh with you know a fairly generic name which it won't be like its own name it will be something like uh, you know uh, they have a, they have a channel for instance called 90s gaane okay mm. uh, and then there's another channel called evergreen bollywood hits now i don't know whether that's a tips channel or not uh, but it's a very hard to say but it's all tips videos again and there's another channel called bolly good songs now and again it has only tips videos but the weird thing about bollywood songs is it just came up in march this year 
So I don't know whether this is another channel that tips himself is put up or whether it's a fake channel or whatever that's just uploading his videos. So like, how does you, it's not exactly easy for YouTube to detect, right? Um, it's not. Yeah. Now the and, operational and I, side of managing content is actually really complicated. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, were saying so, something. No, so I was saying that it's, it's weird. And uh, so, so I honestly don't know whether Bollywood is an official tips channel or mm. whether it's not. But considering that it's just come up in March, like why would tips have like multiple channels uploading the same videos, right? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, I don't know, like the more I hear you speak about it, it might actually make sense for a label to, mm-hmm. you know, have these different channels and actually run it themselves because it's almost like playlist behavior, right? You know that people search for certain keywords and they may just want to be like the first result when people search for it. Like it could actually make business sense for a label yeah. to do it. But I don't like we don't actually know. If yeah, this yeah, is... we don't know. We don't know. And yeah. I don't think Bollywood is Bollywood a search term. Not I mean, really, not Bollywood. Are... Yeah, Maybe yeah. like good Bollywood songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Something like that would still make yeah. more sense. So anyway, but there were other more obvious cases where they, yeah. you know, clearly and those channels have been taken down. So I don't even remember the names. But uh, so at one point, like there were like 10 to 15 songs on the on the top 100 top music videos charts that would say video no longer available. Mm. And then I reached out to YouTube and of course they told me exactly this that basically it's it's copyright takedowns. You know, that's mm. the reason why. So that's a, a big example of streaming for that I think that is particularly prominent on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and ever since then, I have to say, ever since I wrote to them, uh, the number of videos no longer available have reduced. It's like, it's become to like one nice. or two nowadays. So... Maybe they're being more you've, you've done your good deed for the industry. Yes, last year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's like now it seems to be like I think as these these things get more and more sophisticated and you know, with like things like AI and you know, the whole Drake and the weekend, uh, hmm. you know, that that AI thing. I don't know whether that is that streaming fraud. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it's honestly a very interesting time to be alive, right? Like. So on one hand, you have technology that is facilitating and resolving problems, right? Uh, so, you know, I earlier said about like content operations actually being really complicated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the last two years, so much new technology has come our way, right? One thing that a lot of people in the music industry were really excited for is the use of blockchain and music, right? And uh, right now we spoke about how difficult it is for a platform, be it YouTube, be it like Spotify, be it any other platform to actually manually, you know, detect these acts of fraud, right? But with blockchain technology, it becomes a little bit easier because A, it is decentralized, so it's not that easy to, you know, sort of um, fraud or like, you know, commit any like sort of acts which will go undetected because it's fully like across multiple networks. The other thing is like, the stream will be recorded on blockchain itself. Like, so it'll be verified as well. And there are ways to do this. So I'm not really getting into technicalities of it. But that's one aspect of Web3, which is very exciting. But like now, as we all know, all the Web3 bros are dead and they're all AI bros. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, it could be considered an imposter, right? It's it, Technically, when you are impersonating Drake and you're releasing a song as Drake, I would still put it under the imposter category of fraud. But again, you know, these things are evolving, right? Like, I think uh, another artist, um, I'm forgetting who said that, you know, use my voice. 
Right. Yeah, grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah use my voice. I keep fifty percent. You keep fifty percent. You know. So yeah. like, yeah, a lot of things are evolving, and they're evolving very quickly. Like you know. Yeah. It, but yeah. yeah, it's like many years went by without much disruption. In fact, at one point in time, music streaming was supposed to be the disruptor of the music industry. But like mm. now, it's sort of had its you know run of ten, twelve years in almost most markets, and like you know, it's settled down. So new wave of disruption is coming from. all of these things and uh, yeah i think you know the other thing i'm mean, like you know when you sort of you know bought this topic and you know mm-hmm. we did our research and i think while i knew that streaming fraud would happen mm-hmm. right until we did the research for this episode i didn't see the true harm it can do for the music industry like you had pointed me to i think um, I, i think it was a billboard article right um where yeah, there was a the- study which was talking about yeah so i think there were two i think yeah i mean i think a number of places covered it like billboard music business worldwide uh, yeah yeah 1 to 3% is what they estimate but, but there was another that's yeah, the so that only side. yeah so basically i think this was a french music industry where they where they did the study and 1.3% hmm. uh, seemed to fake but then there's this uh, uh there's this uh, vancouver based company called beattap and we actually met those guys i think a couple of years ago when they came down to india and we were going to have uh, meetings with uh, labels here mm-hmm. uh, and they believe that uh, basically they run a fraud detection software for labels and they believe this could be has high from 3 to 10% and the amount of like uh revenue that's being lost potentially mm-hmm. is 2 billion dollars yeah. 2 billion and they believe it will go up to 7.5 billion uh, by 2030 if you know if this isn't checked already which is a pretty big number for the music it industry and, and also yeah, we are and, a very under monetized industry compared to let's say gaming yeah. and all of these others so already you're under monetized if you lose 2 billion in revenue mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. big impact i mean you, you can see how heavily sort of universal has come down on this whole drake uh, and we can uh, you know track Mm-hmm. Uh, which was removed subsequently and how you know uh, they i mean they were not happy <laughs> essentially right yeah. i mean you were impersonating their artists uh, and uh, but i suppose this is uh, you know uh, that like we said it, it's such murky territory right because we have some artists that are okay with it and some artists that are not okay with it so then uh, like if you so say you release a track using grime's voice right i think you need to fill a form on a website so the track will probably officially say grimes whatever with so and so artist and mm. probably say featuring grimes or something like that right so it still technically will be an official release i don't know how this will work out yeah no but i think uh, it is smart of her to get ahead of this and i think we've seen this with any new technology like this really nothing to be won by resisting change you know it's better to embrace it and try to make it your own and make it work for you and like i think she is one of the first few artists who is embracing whatever is happening with ai but uh, let's see how this plays out if this becomes the norm or like to be very honest i think in the coming days we're going to see a lot more such releases we're going to see more reactions from artists as well uh, this can go two directions right you probably will have one faction who wants to embrace it like her say that let's make money out of this on the other hand you will see big labels and really big artists also going in the complete other direction saying we need to regulate this right we need to put a stop to this and uh, typically it'll always end up in a middle ground where you can't stop it you probably need to create some kind of technology to monetize it 
so which again it also happened with youtube right if you think about it earlier yeah. right so many people would upload cover versions then youtube mm. created technology for you to be able to monetize the covers so they also are allowed to put their art out there your the version of your track but you also as a creator are able to benefit from it so i think the ultimate middle ground will arrive at something like that it will have to be resolved by technology itself but um, yeah i think it's going to be an interesting year to be honest already a lot has happened so let's see where it goes yeah and uh, i mean considering that we started talking about streaming fraud i think we'll also have to probably see how uh, labels deal with you know these different types of uh, you know uh, manipulation of their technology you know it is uh, especially in india i don't think we have seen too much audio mm. uh, fraud it's mainly been on the video side yeah. but i think that is as you know as users get more sophisticated we're definitely going to see more instances of you know random tracks like being put up and you know uh, i mean i remember reading about how basically a lot of these uh, fake streams mm. a lot of them are for like these uh, background music playlists you know mm-hmm. which uh, like mode blaze playlists where it's hard to detect you know because it's just mm. essentially uh, stuff that's being played in the background and you know and you know you can put up like uh, basically have a fake artist essentially and just have like this sort of ambient yeah play and and you know generate like millions of streams just by people you know uh and, and you know because that's something like you might think that somebody might put on something and like on an infinite loop hmm. uh and like music for like meditation and sleep you know that's hmm. an area i think that the music industry has already grappled with in the past where it is like a lot of the fake stuff is coming from hmm. there you know uh but even when it comes to say impersonation or artist yeah. impersonation or label impersonation which is what kahani so no uh you know have to deal with is uh, yeah and is it, is it... you know also like i think we'll probably see more such incidents happening because of somewhere the rise of short format also right a lot of tracks mm-hmm. can become very popular very quickly and it is popular tracks which are at the highest risk of fraud right yeah. it's not necessarily like so like the good news is if you're an indie artist it's unlikely that you're going to have to face things like this but let's say your track starts blowing up you definitely want to keep a lookout for you know whether it's being uploaded or obviously like you'll have a hopefully you'll have a distributor who's handling that for you but um, yeah it is uh, interesting times yeah and it's definitely something that you see i think that like you said the minute a song starts becoming a little popular right especially for short format it's there's no nothing to stop somebody taking up, putting up a cover version mm. because you know you might search for it and you're not necess- you just know the track you don't necessarily know the artist mm. right and you will essentially look at uh, you know look at that now the thing is like we discussed this in the past right what are the legality of tracks like uh, kali kali zulfu mm. right that itself is like uh, is a cover version now it's obviously an official cover version if t series has acquired it Yeah. you know uh you know now it's become official and you know tc has taken out i think a lot of uh, nusrat songs in the past as well mm-hmm. so maybe there is some rights there or however we don't know exactly so something that could be like illegal yesterday could become legal today yeah i got to keep up with the times right and like the fact is right every industry right like not just music film etc they've all had 
their share of you know frauds piracy right and like through the years this just takes a different shape you know right like back in the days obviously it was people taking a cd and like or putting it on the pen drive side loading right or even before that it was like making fake cds and selling it for a fraction of the cost the sale would be happening but there's no track of you know that sale being made money not making it back to the creator like obviously with every you know generation like these frauds take a different shape yeah. but and, they... and by the way i mean i'm not going to name names but just recently, but there was a rumor that this label would pirate its own cds so that they oh, don't have to pay yes i have heard of this rumor <laughs> and you know and like they again so you know i was actually watching um this tv show on amazon prime called jubilee and they mm. actually spent quite some time looking at bollywood and how mm. piracy used to happen and mm. sometimes you know rival companies would mm. make pirated versions of your stuff and sell it mm. just so that there's it doesn't chart or it doesn't you know the box office mm. hits are not recorded yeah. so like yeah there are a lot of shady characters in that sense people in the industry themselves have sometimes adopted you know they shady they, practices shady practices with those mean, practices payola, they fight yeah payola hmm. i mean is like something that you know uh we've talked about in the past i mean that's another is that another form of streaming fraud wherein a label essentially i mean they don't technically i mean yeah but supposedly play uh, sorry pay a, stre- uh, a streaming platform to have their tracks like say on the top charts all the time mm-hmm. and if you know that you know the top 40 playlist is the most streamed in yeah. you know on your platform so automatically your songs are going to be streamed more yeah that's the thing is that kind of fraud, fraud i think like I that's like it's it's that's it's played its manipulation that's like that's yeah, yeah I, but that that's another type of fraud i mean however you categorize it yeah. it's fraudulent for your for your audience So, yeah you know. yeah and you know in fact like the thing is that right, there are cases where you know people have offered you know money bribes etc to get into playlists you know and like um, all streaming services actually have a pretty strict policy like you know if you get any gifts above a certain value mm. you have to declare it you can't even accept certain gifts mm. after a certain value so like these things do happen they're not spoken about but yeah that's all the tea on streaming fraud and that brings us to the end of this episode We will see you next week when we will throw light on another music industry trend.